Thanks for tuning in to the Banner Church Podcast, recorded live in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. For more information, visit banner.church today. Enjoy the message. Come on. I love watching that video because it's just a little glimpse. See, that's just a small glimpse of what we do with Urban Outreach Phoenix. And uh, we can't do what we do without our leaders. We got a few of us in the house. You got Brother Eugene, lift up the hand. Come on, Eugene. He's our outreach director. We got Brother Carl, who's part of our serving team. Yes. We got, we got TT, who's the nephew, who they're going to be moving out here. Yeah. Amen. Raise your hand, TT. Come on. He's 14, so praise the Lord for the youth. And then, can't do nothing without the wonderful bride. That's my wife, Liz. Raise the hand. She got peanut with her. Come on. So we're, we're blessed with five kids. And uh, if you, in any way, shape, or form, ever treat, I'm talking to the men here, treat a woman poorly, and you get convicted by God, be prepared to have a bunch of girls. All right? Because that's exactly what God did with me. And now we have four girls and a boy. And he was a package deal, which means he's a twin. So that's a whole story in itself. So it's just, it's just amazing to see what God can do through misfits. Like I said, we're with Urban Outreach uh, Phoenix. And, uh, come on, honey, you keep on talking. We, uh, I'm also a fully appointed uh, U.S. missionary, and we were, me and my wife were called to Phoenix. We didn't come to Phoenix because of the biggest beach in the United States, <laughs> all right, with no, no water, but we got a beach. Amen. But we, we got called here because there's a need beyond the understanding of the mind. How many people know how bad the homeless is here in Phoenix? Now, when I say Phoenix, I'm talking about every surrounding city. So we're talking about Scottsdale, Peoria, Glendale. We're talking about all of them. There's a huge need. There's over 20,000 homeless people in Maricopa County. So when someone refers to the homeless, they, they, they talk about Phoenix. 20,000, that's homeless, that's pimps, prostitutes, gangbangers. Well, that's my heartbeat. Well, come here. Come here. The kids who nobody wants to deal with because they're in the low-income areas. They're in the projects. They're in the places that don't even have running water half the time. The electric don't work. Their windows are boards. That's right here in our own backyards. We pick up a lot of kids from Glendale Manor. If you're not familiar with where it's at, it's at 67th and Glendale, a huge complex. And it's half the, half the apartments there, they're boarded up, but kids still live there. Kids. How many people in here have kids? Now imagine the best thing they get for food or water is on Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We're able to bless these children. We're able to bless their families. It's not us. It's God. He's just working through us. We're saying yes and amen. Guess what? These kids are rough around the edges. Guess what? They cuss. Yeah, imagine that, a teenager that cusses. We laugh, but do you know how many times they've been rejected? 
How many times even new believers come in to the faith and they're rejected because they don't smell right. They don't look right. They don't have enough money. They can't give to the church. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. This would never happen here. One, because one, I know pastor. But no, you can't sit by him. You got to go sit in the back. You already feel like an outcast. Well, that's what Urban Outreach is for. I said, no, you're going to sit right by us. They try to hide out in the back like, no, 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 no. We're going to have fun. I'm going to put you next to the extroverts. Right? I'm going to put you next to the people. Why? Because it's unity. People need to feel like they're a part of. We shouldn't go on feelings, but to meet people where they're at, that's their understanding. I have to feel like I belong. But we've got to the place as a whole. I'm not just singling out. I'm just not saying this is urban outreach. No, I'm not saying this is Banner Church. I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. Because you just can't talk about the good. You got to talk about the flaws. We reject people based on what they can do for us. Last time I read this wonderful book called the Holy Bible, Jesus wasn't worried about what they were going to give him. Jesus said, let's go serve them. Let's go serve them. So what did he do? He raised up these wonderful 12, well, 11, and then there were 72, and, and then it multiplied to 120, and then it keeps going. Never mind. Read the word, you'll get what I mean. Talks about that in Acts. But what he did is he was raising these people up. Jesus was raising up to send out. He wasn't raising people up to hold on to them. No, he raised them up to send them out. We need to be ready. We need to be willing. We need to be, yes, come on. Well, pastor, I feel like it's time to go. I feel like God's called me here. Praise the Lord. Don't put your head down like, man, no. No, no, come on. Because now everything that you go connect to, we're part of. Why? Because we're unity. We have unity. But see, the perspective is the mind is saying, well, no, because now I have one less person. Yeah, but that person just led 50 people to Christ. And then those 50 led somebody. So you might have lost one person, but there's over 100 that's rejoicing in heaven with the angels. Amen. So I love what we do. We are seeing people's lives get transformed faithfully. We see people's lives get transformed weekly. Just last year alone, we got 375 people off the streets. Come on. This year... We're at 143, and we haven't even hit peak season. We're just getting ready to step into it. Everybody say step in. in. We're getting ready to step into peak season. How many people know about working and the holidays? They got peak seasons. Well, guess what? Ministry with outreach, we got peak seasons in Phoenix, and it's called the summer months. So... We're going to get a lot of people off the streets in the next three to four months. It may be 115 outside, but that sidewalk, that concrete's about 200. Do you know how many times we've seen people walk, and they're walking, and they're barefooted? Now, I got sensitive feet. I can't even barely walk without shoes on to begin with. I couldn't even imagine 200 degrees, 180 degrees, 
And it's not just, I'm just going to walk from here, here to pastor in the front and boom, give me my shoes. No, they don't have those opportunities. But when we're able to come together as the body and we're going out, we're going out into the streets. We've, I can't tell you how many shoes we've gotten rid of. I'm not talking about bringing from the outside. I'm talking about people kick off your shoes. Here you go. These are yours. You've been suffering for months. I, I can feel a little pain for about another hour. I can feel a little more pain for about 30 minutes. Unfortunately, we don't think like that. Because we're worried about, well, those are my best. Well, what did the woman do when she walked into the temple? Everybody's like, what are you doing? No, get away, f- get away from him. And she goes, no, I want to give you my best. I want to give you my best. See, when we go out there in the streets, we're not just giving them leftovers. Anybody can go, they probably eat better than we do. I mean, realistically, they eat good. But they get the leftovers. They get the leftovers. We're like, no, we're going to cook you a meal fresh. We get donations from Chick-fil-A. No, we're going to give you the Chick-fil-A. We're going to give you the Pizza Hut. We're going to give you these things. We're going to give you our very best. Why? Because we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're supposed to walk in his image and likeness, not our own. Not this world's understanding. That's crazy. Those are $200 pair of shoes. Well, you spent $200 a pair of shoes when that could have been invested in somebody's lives anyways. Amen? Perspectives. The importance of unity and the body. You're going to keep hearing me say unity for probably the next 20 minutes because of how important unity is. Unity is the reason, through Jesus, that this month alone we've had 21 people baptized. Come on. There's been five supernatural healings. Come on. Where does that even happen? We're little people. And this, this last week alone, we received over a quarter million dollars in donations. Come on. Why? Building relationships. How? Unity. Guess what? The, the people that got us connected, they don't go to our church. They don't go, but they come out with us in the streets. And they got connected with a thing called compassion to action. Anybody ever heard of that? They're very big. So what we do? Well, praise the Lord. Let's go pick up 12 pallets. Anybody know what Marvel books are? I think we had over like 2,000 of them. Or what was it? I don't know. It was something ridiculous. We had like three pallets of 48. Unbelievable. You know what's going to happen? All these kids who can't afford that water and those electric bills, their families can't do that. Their birthdays, they're back to school. We get to bless them with books. It's not a... Well, are you gonna, no, we're not going to make money. Stop it. No, we're not. No, we're going to go bless people. Disinfectant wipes. How many people know how important disinfecting wipes are? So out in the streets, that stuff's like gold. We look at it as like, oh, here's $7.99. Out there, this, this is gold. It's gold. The people we encounter are not like your typical everyday people. I mean, let's be, can, can I be a little raw this morning? Yeah. Am I allowed to be a little raw this morning? Yeah. We went on outreach this, this past week, and I'm so glad T.T. got to experience this. 
We don't realize the importance of it. Everything we have. There was one guy who was out there next to his dog, broad daylight. He was dropping a deuce off. Because no one would let him in their buildings. We show up, here's some disinfecting wipes, here's a meal, here's this, here's that. This is the reality of it. This is in our own backyards. It's heartbreaking. There's a reason Jesus sent him out by twos. He sent him out in unity. When Jesus left, guess what they did? They still went out in unity. Why? Because there's power in unity. That man loves us. And he knows we're not going to judge him based on his current circumstance and situation. That man knows that no matter what, he knows we're going to be there this Thursday. And then we go hit these places. We have, I mean, we hit Glendale. Anybody familiar with Glendale? So 59th Avenue in Glendale. From Northview, there's a park by Circle K on Myrtle. We turned down Northview to get there. But from 59th and Glendale to Camelback, every week, that's one team. Another team, they hit 27th Avenue. They just went this week. And they said, Pastor, you're not going to believe the people we've seen. I said, I bet I will. (laughs) But they're different than the ones in Glendale. We have a team that goes down to 9th and Jackson, which is down by Cass. We hit 9th and Jackson to Jefferson because... Everybody wants to go down to 12th and Madison. What about the people from Jackson and Jefferson? They're realizing how demonic these areas are. So downtown, that's where you get your drug dealers, your drug lords. You get your pimps. You get your gangbangers. And there's homelessness. 27th Avenue is loaded with witchcraft and prostitution. Drug dealers. Glendale, mainly homelessness. And then there's a man named Casper. He runs all the homeless. He runs them. And he runs the gangs in Glendale. Do you know that man won't even so much as say a cuss word when we show up? This violent criminal. He shows up. He goes, oh, man. It's, and he stops and he, he listens to how he talks. And I looked at T.T., I said, T.T. Lee, that's the most violent person in the city of Glendale. He goes, well, he didn't seem violent. Guess how we did that? Relationships and relationships. He goes, man, you stick by him. Stick by him. It's like, it's not me. It's the one who changed me. It's the one who changed me. I promise you, he changed me. He can change everyone in here. We have multiple different churches and ministries that come out with us. Urban Outreach, we're loaded with a bunch of hodgepodges. We're the misfits. Anybody ever seen Rudolph and the Island of the Misfits? Come on, that's Urban Outreach Phoenix. You got your missing arms here. You got your limps here. You got your left eyes here. Come on. We laugh because we know that's us. We got the ones who can't hardly hear here, the ones who can't see here. Come on, let's use your ears and my eyes, and we're going to get somewhere. Unity. Unity. Brother Ricky in the front. 
Raise your hand, Brother Ricky. That's Brother Ricky. I was going to kill him at one point in my life. I'm not just saying that as a phrase. I was literally going to do it. But God knew we needed unity. Aren't you glad God knows more than we know? He knew that we were going to need unity to further and advance his kingdom. Unity in the body. I can't get enough of it. When we bring unity, we bring power. There's power in unity. That's why it says, when there are two or more in the midst, what's it say? There I am. He's with us. Why? Because there's, give you a hint, unity. unity. Come on, are we starting to understand this now? Unity. I'm not saying this to make people feel less than or anything like that because I want it engraved in the minds and hearts. Because so many people have came into church and they lacked the unity. And they got church hurt. How many people know that's real? Raise your hand. Anybody ever been church hurt? Raise your hand. Come on now. But because they didn't have that unity, they didn't have the gathering of the saints, they didn't have the relationships with the people. They fell off and went and they left and they, well, church are hypocrites and they're this and that and da 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 blah 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 blah. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Pastor, I can't stand this person. They're making me mad. But no, we, we let this thing, this wonderful five-letter word, get in our hearts and in our minds. Does anybody know what that word is? Pride. We let pride get in the way instead of saying, you know what? Pastor, I need help. Sister, I need help. Brother, I need help. What happened with Moses? Moses was struggling. They said, you got to hold this out. Moses was weak. Moses had a weak moment. And what happened? Anybody know? With Joshua and Miriam? Now they said, we're going to hold them arms up. When our brothers and sisters are down, we need to hold their arms up. When they're going through a hard season, we need to hold their arms up. That's what we're called to do. It's what we're called to do. That's what we get to do out in the streets. That's what we get to do. I just pulled a machete on you. Praise the Lord. That is not good to be walking around with that thing. We laugh, but this is how I talk with the people. Eugene will tell you. What are you, what are you doing? Pulling out pictures. Eugene's like, these people are crazy. I know. But when you build that relationship, I got this gun. Okay, well, let's, let's not use that anytime soon. <laughs> Just talk to them like they're people. That's what they are. They're people. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is they haven't met Jesus yet. Yeah. There's 332, approximately 332 million people in America. 230 profess to be Christians. Do you know how many of that probably actually live that? See, we the church know that. So we got to be that difference. We got to come together in unity. We got to come together in unity to break that spirit of religion. We got to come together in unity to break the demonic realm. We come in unity 
to bring the power that the Holy Ghost is going to give us. To exercise it, to show it, to let people know there is another way. But do it in a place where you're not condemning people. I can't tell you how many times team will testify to this how many times we go out there and they call us the Jesus people that's what they call us now it's the Jesus people look Carl's laughing because he, he heard it because they actually say that <laughs> yeah he goes they just look at us like y'all don't come at us the way everybody else does you know how many times we've been out there and they said, you need to repent or you're going to hell. It's sad, but it happens. Why? They missed the mark because they don't know their audience. They don't know who they're ministering with. See how we can approach people in this setting and out in the streets different. Do you know how many people drop the ball? How many ministries come in and, ha, ah, or they, they, they said they got a word from the Lord, but what they're doing is they're giving them a short story of their own life. They're like, duh, duh. They done praying yet? Uh, they're tweaking. You have about a minute to get everything out. Yeah. Anybody ever seen someone on meth and fentanyl at the same time? Come, anybody else besides me? It's very difficult. It's like dealing with a three-year-old and telling them to pay attention. Sing a... <laughs> No, I just want to let you know Jesus loves you. What can we pray for you today about? Don't say, hey, do you need prayer? Because I'm telling you what, if you give me an option whether to do what I want or do what's probably going to be best for me, I'm going this way. 180 degrees as fast as I can put that thing in fifth gear. No, what can we pray for you today about? Can I, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Praise the Lord. People get set free. We just seen a demon manifest the other day. Titi got us here for the first time. Began to pray. And then another person said, hey, can I, what can we pray for you about? And he started doing, and then he took off. He said, what was that? I said, oh, one was getting ready to manifest. I said, you'll see that from time to time. Everybody's like, that's not normal. Like, it is when you carry the power in the presence of the living God. When you carry the power and the authority that the Holy Ghost has given you, demons will run. It says demons will flee. They can't be in the presence of God. We're not calling ourselves God, but when you carry that spirit, people who are living unholy and unrighteous, ones who are living in sin, ones who are doing what they're not supposed to, it's not the person, it's the one who's influencing them. They can't be in the presence. It irritates it. When we come together, there's power. Guess what? It was a couple that was in a motorcycle club that was with us that did that. It was through him, through them. Misfits. Amen? Amen. So God gave me a couple scriptures. When I was doing this, that's, I, I reached out to Pastor last night, and I said, uh, I was doing that, like, I said, that song, it's by Jason Upton. <laughs> Upton, it's called Freedom Reigns. I said, man, that song is really touching me right now. My wife and, and the kids, they were all at the park, and I'm like, man, 
I said, that is really hitting my spirit this morning or last night. Because there's freedom that is available to every one of us. It's available. You just have to get it. It's going to cost you everything. Literally everything. You're going to die to yourself. You got to come in unity with the body. The body's connected to the kingdom. Everything we do is about the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about unity with Acts 1, 13 and 14. Starting verse 13, it says, And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. All these with one accord with, were devoting themselves to prayer. Prayer. So, so there's, there's an order we got to follow. Amen? Amen? So they devoted themselves to prayer together with women with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brother, they were praying. They went to prayer. Sometimes we want to see the fruit without no prayer. Sometimes we want to go hit the streets with no prayer. We want to do praise and worship with no prayer and wonder where's the power and authority. Well, you didn't invite the presence in. You got to invite the presence in. How do you invite the presence in? You pray. Take it to the upper room. Amen. How many times have we felt like, man, we just can't feel it? Or our days have went really bad. Anybody ever had a day and you had to restart your day at like 2 in the afternoon? Come on, yes. Come on somebody. Yes. What do we do? We got to take a step. Jesus, forgive me. I repent. I, I, I didn't come to you this morning. My day's all out of whack. <clears throat> Dry throat, Sorry. But we have to restart our day sometimes. We have to restart. Why? Because we forgot prayer. Yes, it's awesome doing all these fun things, but if there's no prayer, there's no relationship. If there's no prayer, there's no relationship. Why talk to God? You're praying to him. I do this because it's like it's, if you're talking to him, you're praying to him. We invite him. Then it goes on in Acts 4, 32 and 33. Unity. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Everybody say one heart. One soul. Neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. How do you have all things in common? How do you have these things? Prayer, unity. Prayer, unity. We begin to pray. We begin, and those who God has given us the gift of speaking in other tongues, and we begin to pray in our heavenly language, and someone's able to interpret it to speak to somebody that needs it. How's that happen? Prayer, unity. Oh, excuse me. I need to drink a little more water after the service. But it says, one heart, one soul. That means there's no division. There's no division in the kingdom. There's none. 
In the prior verse, it didn't mention nothing about division, did it? So why is there so much division in the church? It didn't mention nothing about division in these. It says they all had all things in common. Our all things needs to be the kingdom. It needs to be about the kingdom. Guess what comes with the kingdom? Unity. You can't have the kingdom without unity. Amen? It moves on to verse 33. that says, and with great power. Everybody say great power. It doesn't say a little bit, but it says great power. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Why do you think there's so much grace to those who deliver the word of God? Because there's a target on your back. There's a target on your forehead. There's a target on your chest. There's a target on your feet. There's a target all over your body. You are a walking target. Why is there so much grace that God's going to give you? Because you're going to encounter hell on earth. Metaphorically speaking, because we're really never going to know what that's like. I don't want to be one of them people that dropped the ball. There's so much grace given to those who preach his word. We need to talk about the resurrection. They were all in one unity to preach the kingdom. What? The resurrection of the Lord. Why? Because that's the promise. How many people know that God had a promise for your life? He has a promise. And this promise, he's going to show us three things. We'll know this in unity because eventually we're all going to end up talking about him one day. If God ever gave anybody in here a vision? If he gave you a vision, raise your hand. How many people know there's three parts to a vision? There's life. There's death. What's the third one? Resurrection. The third day, right? He died. Well, he was living. He died. And he rose. The victory was at the cross. The promise is when the stone was rolled away. There's unity. He goes, I got to come back. I got to come back for a little more time to give you all the power. Because when I leave, I'm going to give you something greater than my presence. My physical presence. I'm going to give you the presence. I'm going to give you the presence. Are you ready to unlock and access that? Amen. When we go through this process, everybody likes going through a process, right? Come on. <laughs> There's some honesty. Come on. I can't stand going through the process. I'm just going to keep it 100 because sometimes it's painful. It causes me to die to flesh. It causes me to die to my understanding. It causes suffering. You know what long suffering is? A fruit of the Spirit. It causes me to have to be patient. Guess what patience is? Fruit of the Spirit. Let's don't talk about those two. We can talk about the rest. But not those two. Those two ain't no good. No. No, I want all of them. Do you, do you know what it means to be a, a witness? It means to be a martyr. When you're 
when you say, I am ready to witness about Jesus, you're saying, I'm ready to die for his name. And I'm ready to die for his name because I'm willing to live for his name. See, we got many that says, hey, I'm ready to die for him. You won't live for him. You ain't going to die for him. That's for sure. You ain't ready to live for him. You ain't ready to make your body a living sacrifice through obedience. What makes you think you're going to die for him when someone puts a gun to your head? Or a shooting breaks out all over the place. What makes you think? No, we got to live for him. How do we learn to live for Jesus? Unity. How do we do that? We come into the body. Yes, we need to be outside them four walls. You think that desperate? You think that's dehydration? There's dehydration in the church. There's dehydration in the church because we want to receive, but we don't want to give. No, we need to give what we receive so God can keep filling us. And then we come together in unity. So when Brother Nick wants to go on outreach, he's going to have this whole church backing him. Said, no, we're going to go outreach the community because we're in unity. And Pastor Josh is going to give us a word this weekend that we can apply. How do we do that? Unity. Get fed the word. Get off the milk and honey. It's time to get some meat. How many people like steak? But you're settling for milk. No, now I understand if you just accepted Jesus, like I said, there's a process. I'm talking about the ones who say they're seasoned. Well, I'm not called to that. You're not called to witness. Find me in the Bible anywhere where it says that you don't have to witness Jesus. Oh, we need to do this everywhere we go. The marketplaces, the store, the red light, the green light, I don't care. Inside the four walls, outside the four walls, in the government buildings, we need Jesus everywhere. Amen. Amen. And then finally, what it talks about in Ephesians 4. 4, verse 2 through 6. See, there's a way we got to do this. Because, see, we get filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Because I know everybody in here has been filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody in here has been filled with the Holy Ghost. If, if not, today's going to be your day. Amen. And you ain't been baptized in it. You might as well receive it today. So you can walk with that power and authority, amen? amen? But then it's knowing how to control that. Because a lot of people get zeal with no wisdom and they just look silly. God will say, hey, I've given you this right here. I want you to hit this target right here. I give you all this. And we'll hit the whole entire city of Scottsdale and miss that. You know what we did? We missed the mark. So there's a process God's going to teach us. Amen. Amen. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. When you come together in unity, God's going to teach you how to deal with people. Anybody ever heard the phrase, I don't deal well with people. (laughs) I'm not a people person. Well, I got a book. And this book tells you that we need to be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing one another in love. If you ever say, I, well, that's the problem. You aren't good with people, but he is. We need to humble ourselves before him. Amen. Amen. 
And we come to each other in love, not condemnation. Hey, brother, I know you're struggling. We're just going to meet you where you're at. Now, how many people struggle with meeting everybody where they're at? Raise your hand. Come on. Well, you didn't raise your hand. Well, we're going to have an altar call of repentance. I struggle with my wife on that. It's just me being 100. I do. I get on her sometimes. I shouldn't. The way that I do, I get, ah. My kids, my best examples of how selfish I am. My kids teach me how selfish I am. I forget to come at them with love all the time. Kid, what are you doing? Went to bed last night and there was nail polish on my floor. I'm like, I need to be humble and gentle. I need to be kind. I need to be patient. She's three. (laughs) You're a grown man. (laughs) Come on, we laugh because we know it's a reality. It's a reality. I ain't afraid to admit my struggles. Why? What's the worst you're going to do? Well, what's wrong with him up at the pulpit doing that? There's no transparency. If I can't be transparent, how do we expect you to be transparent? Amen. Amen. So that's what we get to do when we're out in the streets. We get to bear one another in love. And they'll come and they'll give us hugs. I don't care that they stink. They ain't had a shower. And I can't tell you since we gave them disinfectants. We love them. Then it says make every effort. Everybody say every effort. Every effort. To keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Come on, it says keep every, make every effort, not just the efforts you want, not just the efforts until it don't work the first time or the second time or the third time. God, give up your grace on me because I'm going to give up on this situation. Oh, see, that might have struck a little chord. I hope it did because we need to make every effort, every effort to keep the unity. We need to be the peacemakers in the body. We need to be the, not Joe Schmo. Maybe the person who just came in for the first time, they don't understand that. Well, what example are you being of Jesus to them? Are you trying to keep that peace? They're mad, they're angry, they're cussing. You need to go. No, you need to be loved. You need a hug. I say it all the time. You need a hug. People think I'm kidding, but I'm being serious. Like, you need a hug or something. Like, you're mad. Let's talk about this. There has to be a bond of peace. Then it says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. It doesn't say anything about division. It doesn't say anything about separation. It doesn't say the ones who are wealthy over here with finances and the poor in finances over here. It doesn't say the whites over here, the blacks here, the Hispanics here, the Filipinos here, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Middle East. It doesn't say nothing about that. It says one body and one spirit. Unity. Worship team, come on up here. One Lord, that means anything that is not the Lord Jesus Christ is false because God's word is infallible without error. One Lord, one faith, 
the faith to move a mountain. One baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and thought all and in all. There's only one. Unity, we come together as one. Why? The triune, the trinity. What is it? Father is one. The three in one. Are we seeing the common thing here this morning? We need unity. When we bring it all together, we get to access to heaven. How awesome would it be for God to use us to see his kingdom move, depopulate hell, and increase heaven? Everybody stand to your feet. I really want to encourage everybody with this this morning. See, I do altar calls a little bit differently. There's freedom in unity. I remember you're in God's holy place. This is his holy place. This is his altar. This ain't got nothing to do with the show. This ain't got nothing to do with me, pastor. This is him. This is about you and him. You have to ask yourself, have I been lacking unity? Maybe the unity is with your family. Maybe the unity is within the church. Maybe the unity is your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you haven't had that unity with reading the word and getting that intimate time with him. If that's you, raise your hand in any way, shape, or form. And those of you who raise your hand, come up to this altar because I believe God's going to answer you this morning. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. This ain't a mind game. This is reality. And I believe God wants to set people free. He wants that unity. Amen. Pastor. You all have an amazing shepherd in this house. Yes, we serve the good shepherd. But he appointed pastor, shepherd over this house. He needs your unity. you bow your heads with me or on this place as our prayer team is beginning to minister we want to take this time together i want to pray for you today here first and foremost if you have never experienced the freedom and new life that comes through jesus christ and you're here this morning and you long to be united with him maybe you have been living and and walking under your own authority and your own power and you're at the space where this morning you say jesus i need you 
I need hope for my future and healing for my past today. If that's you, would you just do me a favor and just lift your hand up and put it back down. I want to pray for you this morning. You're saying, I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Let's pray together today. Lord, we thank you that if anyone is in you, they're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And I pray salvation for every person that today in this moment confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart that you've raised them, that, that you are raised from the dead, and in so receiving that they will be raised into your resurrection and life. We pray new life in Jesus' name. And Jesus, we pray this morning, unity. Would you join me in praying unity? If you're here this morning, I just want you to receive from the Holy Spirit today. If you're here this morning and you are at this altar I want you to receive from the Holy Spirit. If you have blocked off the Holy Spirit because of your, your own personal biases or even past hurts, I just invite you right now to just say, Holy Spirit, I open my heart to everything from you this morning. And I pray. And if you're in this place and you're not up front, would you just join me in reaching your hands out and praying over the people up front, beginning to minister them in an act of unity this morning. Holy Spirit, we pray right now upon every heart. I pray that you would fall afresh. I pray for those who are longing for a deeper unity with you. We pray, Holy Spirit, right now, fall upon them, move upon them cover them mighty god for those who have allowed small things or even even almost minuscule things in their opinion to come in and create fractures they've allowed things they've kept the door open to the lies we pray right now would you close the door to the lies of the enemy right now in the name of jesus and would you begin to purify their heart by the power of the holy spirit would you take away the lies and deception would you take away oppression right now we bind oppression in the name of jesus Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray fresh anointing. We pray fresh outpouring. God, for those who have been in disunity in their relationships, we pray unity in relationships today in the name of Jesus. We pray unity in families by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray for the, the families who are separated by generations because of generational disunity. God, we pray a unity by the power of the Holy Spirit that a healing work would begin right here, right now. God, we pray unity for the church. God, we pray unity for those who are feeling bitterness or frustration, for those who have been injured or wounded. God, whether here or somewhere else, God, that they have felt frustrated, that they have felt even outside. God, maybe even coming in today for the first time, they have felt outside of the church. God, we pray for a unity upon their spirit. Holy Spirit, fall afresh right now. Holy Spirit, fall afresh. Bring your freedom. Thank you for listening to the Banner Church Podcast. We hope this message was impactful for you. Check the episode notes to visit our website, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.